You ready? Oh yeah. Let's fire it up. This is the Hometown Holler. I'm Daniel Ayers. And I'm Quinn Ray. Welcome home. Yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> we're back. back. It is so nice to not be driving around. I mean, look, I've loved doing remote interviews. It's been cool to get in different spaces, talk to folks, you know, in the community. But there's a lot to be said for not hauling, you know, three microphones, boom equipment, lights, mixing right. boards, and your Toyota Prius C. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so it's it great to be good. around the kitchen table again. And it was also great to, to we've spent so much time working on this podcast. It's like we've almost become coworkers. But yeah, it's for but, sure. but, but but the past week it was nice to hang out again and kind of dip back on the into the friendship thing. Did a Super Bowl Super party. Super Bowl party and and we were on both sides of that fence. I of course was well, you were pulling for the 49ers. Yep. I was pulling for Taylor Swift. <laughs> um, which most which people most have people started. Were. And uh, and and I I, I obviously you, you lost. I, I did lose. But well, but, but here's the thing: they they have not certified the results yet, so there's still time for the 49ers to win. But it's only if Mike Pence has the courage. Only if he has to the do courage. the right thing. But who would go against Taylor? I wouldn't. That hell no. Yeah, I mean she's she's a she's a force, man. Man, it's funny um, talking about that. Trump tweeted. I mean, truth rather um, his, his right. little thing. Trying to take credit for Taylor Swift's success, right, mm-hmm. and um, saying that he was the one that helped push for the modern music. Act. Well, you know, he also wrote. Me, most people don't know this. Donald Trump is a co-writer on for the song "Teardrops on My Guitar." <laughs> He's list. He he he. And, that was a co-write. He and Taylor got together. I see. Uh huh. Yeah, and that's and and so you know he had a direct hand in just kind of helping her break through. Man, thank yeah. goodness, right? That line, Drew looks at me. I fake a smile so he won't see. That was that was pure Donald. I see it now. Mm-hmm. It, may, it makes total sense. Yeah, right. Man. So this this episode, when you said, "Hey, we should do an, an episode on on the, the the budget crisis and GovOps," I thought ah, that's such a local issue. And right. we have so many listeners who are new and across North Carolina. I was like, we should do something that's going to be have have wider impact. But then I immediately realized, holy shit, this is the episode for that. Like yes. this, I think this is the most important important conversation we've had yet. Because if you live if you live in Alamance County, this impacts your daily life. If you live outside of Alamance County, you need to hear this because it impacts your daily life. What is happening here right now in Alamance County is is coming to your hometown tomorrow, right? Our community is the canary in the coal mine for when it, when it comes to the war on our public schools. I mean, a, a direct effect since the Republicans took office or the majority mm-hmm. in 2010, 11, 12, yeah. around mm-hmm. that era. But past 15 years, but, right? Yes. The, we're we're reaching effect. the culminating moment of, of over a decade of, of assaulting our, our public schools. Yeah, I saw a thing um, where it's the North Carolina Public Schools statistical profile said that from 2008 to 2020, the report found that North Carolina's funding levels decreased by approximately 10% when adjusted for inflation. So when you have our representatives like Dennis Riddell mm-hmm. going around touting that this is the largest education, we're spending more on education ever, and he, he's right. He's right. But but this is and but. we but we know this about Dennis. We know this about Dennis. He loves him some education. One word, 
education. You make that two-word public education, and that boy loses all interest. Well, it, it didn't take into effect. Well, when he said that, mm-hmm. he didn't acknowledge the fact that over $4 billion of it is going to be in the next 10 years mm-hmm. because of the vouchers. Right. And we're going to get to that. We're going to yeah. talk about vouchers, you know, how that's impacting our schools here. For folks who need to be kind of brought up to speed, the past two weeks have been... I mean, it, it has, it's been a lot for me to to keep up with. It's been a whirlwind. It started off with a rumor. Yep. What was that rumor? About so, three weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, there two, was a rumor swirling ago, around. I got a text message while sitting at work that said, rumor has it that they're going to get rid of, they being the mm-hmm. ABSS, our school system is going to get rid of the SPLASH program, which is a Spanish immersion program. Very important program. Um, and that's kind of where it started. Mm-hmm. Then it, you know, I started talking to other people, mm-hmm. then more people started messaging me. And the next thing you know, there's a rumor that we're getting ready to do a reduction in force. Right. They're getting ready to fire 54 mm-hmm. pr- assistant principals, school counselors, school nurses, cutting a bunch of STEM programs, uh, the Spanish Emergen program. And then to the point of this didn't become a rumor anymore because right. a week before the school board meeting, the assistant superintendent met with these 54 people that mm-hmm. they were going to cut in the reduction force and said, Hey, God. you might not have a job in seven days. Right. And, and that's one of the things that, that freaks me out is, is the urgency. This wasn't like, Hey, we need to take a look because in two years, we're going to have to start making some tough choices. It's like now, because they weren't going to make allegedly not make payroll in March. Right. Like, so, so in response to that county commissioners, well, actually I'm not going to, one county commissioner. One county commissioner. Uh, let's, I mean, Craig Turner, right? Yep. Craig Turner. On his own accord. On his own accord, own initiative. Um, not asked by not the school board. The school board did not go to him and say, please, please, please. Right. He, he, he said, look, $250,000 in additional funding funding, to, just to, to give us breathing room, to give us time yeah. to talk about this and make thoughtful decisions and have a discussion. And, and, and so that was kind of the, the, the next step, right? The rumors mm-hmm. come out. Rumors are more than rumors. This is fact. Commissioner Turner buys us time. Mm-hmm. And this culminates, the plot thickens, and it culminates on, let's see, it was the 8th, February 8th. Mm-hmm. There was a, a joint meeting between the ABSS school board, the county commissioners, and then our state legislative delegation. So State Senator Amy Gailey, uh, Representative Steve Ross, and, 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 and Dennis Riddell. Important to note, this was already on the calendar. It was it was already on the calendar. I think a lot of people thought this was a special meeting no. due to we, what's happening. Nobody blew into a conch shell. It was like assemble. No, this was <laughs> right. this was set up last. You know, I don't know when it was set up, but it's right. it's been a long time on and, the calendar. And it's normally a meeting where they do a legislative updates. Mm-hmm. Everybody in their respective uh, seats and positions just kind of get together and Check tell in. each other how how it's going. Well, it's not going it's, too yeah, it's good. Like, <laughs> Oh my God! It's, it's so so. It's it was interesting. The the meeting, the whole thing's on YouTube. It's about three hours long, and we we are gluttons for punishment because yeah. we we're into that shit. We watch it. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and the, they're set up in a in kind of a U. The tables are set up in kind of a U shape, and mm-hmm. and there's they're kind of interspersed. And what I mean by that is, you know, it's not as if the county commissioners are all at one table and then the school board's all at one table. They're intermingled right between mm-hmm. each other, and they go around. And the meeting begins. This this big work session begins with each elected official gets to share a few remarks, mm-hmm. say something briefly. And I wanted to start with, I mean, they all they all said something to the effect of like, we want solutions, right, right. and just kind of platitudes, right, things like that. I, I going back to Craig Turner. This is a very Craig Turner episode already, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. No, he he invoked the Godfather. 
<laughs> you know, he he said it was like he said he felt like the meeting was a scene from The Godfather, the first Godfather, when Vito Corleone. There's the meeting of the five families. They mm-hmm. convene, and there's this kind of a feud, like a turf war, right? And uh, you know, and 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 he says, I'm "Do my best, Marlon Brando." Yeah. How did things ever get this far? <laughs> I don't know. That's pretty good. Thank you. Yeah, I didn't you did have great. like the wad of tissues in my mouth like he did in the movie. How did things get this far? Man, I think it's a combination of... Well, Moldgate. Moldgate definitely helped. Years of underfunding. Years of underfunding. And just being ineffective to being good stewards of our money when the taxpayer mm-hmm. is saying we need to fund our schools. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean it, it's obviously a confluence of many things. So, you know... For anybody who was living under a rock, we had the vast majority of our public schools had toxic mold in them Mm -hmm. a year ago. And there was remediation to to solve that problem that cost money. But then even beyond that, there's utility costs, right? Because these schools are having to run boilers and chillers simultaneously to prevent mold from returning, right? To keep. So I do think that's a distinctive difference that we need to make sure is Mm -hmm. is known. The money that was spent on mold gate Mm -hmm. was not from the same pot that can be spent on the reduction in force. Okay. But because of an adverse effect of mold gate, Mm as you were saying utilities, utilities right we're, right yes yeah you're right right so as a result of all that remediation right schools are using more electricity to run hvac systems to, to prevent mold from returning anybody who's checked their electricity bill knows that rates have not gone down well and the thing that uh, I, I wonder and it kind of pisses me off too is so mold gate happened during the summer yeah i um, mean right before school mm-hmm. so the financial officer for the school board saw that they paid way more money because your utility bill isn't six months out. They right. they saw that hike then. Mm-hmm. Why all of a sudden in January mm-hmm. is it a, well, now we don't have it because right. we spent it on utilities for Moldgate, which happened in August. That's a great question. And it, it, it just pisses me off. But moreover... We're here now, so I don't give a shit. Sure, right. I mean, but, and also I think this is important to, to point out to our non-Alamance listeners. This is happening across North Carolina, yeah. right? And, 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 and um, Durham. Durham, New Hanover. And part of it is also federal pandemic relief funds mm-hmm. are, are expiring. And, and so far the state has not stepped in to make up the difference. That's right. So, you know, like Durham County right now, $9 million budget shortfall. New Hanover County, $20 million million budget shortfall, right? So this is not a quote unquote local issue. This is a state issue. Yeah, for sure. Uh, This is a big one. So, so that's how, that's how we got here, right? I mean, that's a little brief overview of kind of what, where we are, how we got here. And then the meeting begins to, there, there's a little bit of, again, it was off to a weird start. There was a bit of platitudes of, you know, well, reading scores are returning. We're very happy about that. You know, numeracy. Cool. Uh, yeah, just, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Fantastic numbers. And then it comes down to the real question, which is, well, what do we do? What do we do? What are we going to do about and it? What's the solution, Quinn? Well, it's it's GovOps, of GovOps. course. GovOps. And l- listeners, this is where we get into the, the real juice. Okay, GovOps. Brought to you by... Friend of the pod, friend of the friend of the holler. Yep. One one of our main listeners. One of our main listeners, a sustainers, I would say. State <laughs> Senator Amy, not my job, Gailey. So GovOps is not a video game. Not a video game. Totally sounds like I mean like Call of Duty GovOps. It does. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely kill streaking on it. Well, so in that in that video game you you sit at a desk. And you just you just like persecute bureaucrats for hours and hours and hours. You and get points. You get points for you exactly. Go. So, 
So what is GovOps? So GovOps is a committee that has been around for a little bit. It's an over... the GOP likes to call it as an oversight committee. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's been around for a minute. A watchdog. A watchdog to mm-hmm. hold government accountable. But in this I'm for past, it. yeah, let's let's <laughs> hold government accountable. But but how, right? And so what they did in this new budget, or the most recent budget that passed in September, which also is kind of fucking crazy because mm-hmm. the Republicans well, hold majority. Yes, we will get to that budget because that budget plays a huge role in this whole story and the, the whole in the, in the accountability, the government account uh, oversight and accountability. Yeah. So in that budget though, they put in more, as Amy said, in this meeting, it gives them more teeth to mm-hmm. be more aggressive, right. more dog, like right. able to bite. It allows them expands to, their investigatory authority. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, with warrantless searches, it can, they can tell somebody who's being investigated that they cannot have legal counsel. Sounds constitutional. Um, oh, right. They can. They don't have to report to the public right. at all. Which their findings. the irony of that? The irony that 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 an an, investiga- an investigatory body, his whole purpose is transparency, accountability, government oversight, doesn't have to tell you anything, and it's paid for by us, and we're paying for it. We're right? paying for it. It's 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 wild. So at this meeting. Senator Gailey announces that GovOps is going to launch an investigation. She calls it an investigation, but then backpedals really hard and is like, actually, it's a bad word. It's not an, what is it, Quinn? It's not an investigation. No, no, it is a an audit. Well, no, it's, an it's not an audit. I don't know. Exactly we don't really know what it is. is because because Senator Gailey is asked more more questions. Okay, how long is this going to last? What's it going to look like? And the, 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 I'm going to quote around this one. All right. In her response to these questions, she said, "Those are questions I can't really answer." I hope that the GovOps committee says everything is going well. I'm sorry if that's vague and mushy, but this is a pretty new process and we're sort of a test case. So our our public schools are the guinea pig for our own state senators' new new <laughs> secret investigatory police. I mean that's what that's what it it's is. It's the secret police. Yeah, there, there's no doubt. So th- let's let's let's. Be I, I want to say objective. I mean, like let's let's back up a little bit. A lot of people say, well, well, GovOps is a nonpartisan task force. It's led by people. And Senator Gailey st- said this in the mm-hmm. meeting. She said, look, let's bring in a set of eyes, folks who don't have a dog in the fight. That's the expression she used. And I think most people would agree. On I this. want that. Yeah, sure. Here's the truth: GovOps is led by the NC Senate leader Phil Berger, and it's co-chaired with Speaker of the House Tim Moore. Those yep. are the leaders of the state GOP with, right. within the General Assembly. They've got a dog in the fight for sure. These are these are the architects of school they defunding. They are the architects. They've been leading the charge. So if there are two people who absolutely have a dog in this fight, it is Berger and Moore, right? And so these two people get to handpick who is on this committee who answers directly to them. They don't have to answer to us. They don't have to answer to the GA. Right. They don't have to answer to the governor. They only answer to the Senate majority leader and the House majority leader. Right. That's so. There's no watchdog for the watchdog, hmm. right? I mean, and and and, and then the, we're not the first people to express this concern. Back when this came to light in October, there was a lot of. I mean, people, especially inside the Beltline and Raleigh, talked about this. And in response, Senator Gailey, her GOP allies, have said, "Look, this GovOps is not going to be used to settle political scores, right? It's a serious task force doing serious business. It's not going to target political opponents." Let's remember that last year. GovOps chair, Tim Moore, right, speaker of the of the state house, forced Democratic representative Terrence Everett to move his office into a former janitor's closet 
After Everett voiced support for a criminal investigation into Moore following reports that Moore, a woman Moore had been dating, had received a combined 50% raise at her state government job while she was dating the Speaker right. of the House. So, you know, this guy says, well, maybe we should look into, you know, for government accountability, transparency, let's look into this. What's his reward? He gets put in a janitor's closet. So, okay. The manager of the basement. Now. Right. Way to go. Let's also remember that the same Amy Gailey unleashing GovOps on our schools is the same. This is this is the Amy Gailey who chaired our county commissioners not that long ago, right? right. And and as chair of county commissioners, had a direct hand in the funding of our schools and the conversations surrounding the funding of our schools. Right? So I would bet if anything was found between 2016 mm-hmm. and 2020. Yep. That she had any uh, correspondence? Oh, we're not seeing it. No, in fact, it's going to be destroyed because they can do that now. We'll get to that. that. They can do that. So the arsonist is suddenly the fire marshal. That's the story. If if you want to hear the too long didn't read version of this podcast, that's it. The arsonist is now the fire marshal. Yeah, I mean, it's like they're sinking the ship on purpose and then trying to sell us some lifeboats. So, so like you just mentioned. there is a lot of control over what the public can know, mm-hmm. right? If if you and I as citizens who are funding this task force want to say, okay, well, what's your email correspondence? Who are you meeting with? What what conversations are you having? A, a public records they request. A, a public records request. They don't have to tell us jack shit. And Nothing. the reason is because last year when the budget came out, talked in the budget. I'm going to I'm going to read actually I'm going to read from the AP uh, oh, Associated do. Press. Please okay, do. so the, last October the AP reported on the new budget tucked into the 625-page state budget that legislators have begun voting on fewer than 24 hours after its release. So I give you 625 pages and say, read this. Oh, by the way, we're going to vote on it in less than 24 hours. Man, I took honors English in high school. Oh, so you got this. You got this. You can do it. Okay. Well, you're a speed reader. Yeah, got it. Well, some of us, I mean, I I would struggle. Okay. I would struggle. So you get this budget, and there's a section snuck inside of it that says— Current and former state legislators no longer are required to reveal any document, drafting request, or information request they make or receive while in office. They would also have broad discretion to determine whether a record, a public record, a public record, should be made public, archived, destroyed, and get this, or sold. Sold. Who who gets the money? That's my question, right? Who gets to sell a public record? Man. I mean, it is. I mean, I'm an elected official right now. I will. You want to buy my stuff? <laughs> Here you go. So, so when when these folks, when 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 Senator Gailey, when Tim Moore, when Phil Berger, when they say, "Look, we would never weaponize our own investigative, investigatory, investigate, investigative." Hey, it works. Task force. I call bullshit. You could fertilize Sampson County with that amount of bullshit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, this is. You know, and what they rely on is people not paying attention because That's these right. meetings are long and boring. It's a three-hour meeting, right? People, and I understand, like, people are busy. Yes, for sure. And I think the whole point of this conversation, look, we're not going to solve this in 20 minutes. No, this is a big. Not. This is a big problem, right? And we elect representatives hoping that they will have the, the resources, right? That they will have the skill set, that they will have the will to solve these problems. That's not on us. But what what we are trying to do with this conversation is bring folks, you know, an update. This is what's yeah. happening. It's a lot. It's a lot to process. So we're going to try try and give you the highlights, right? Give best you things we can. You, as best we can, and take this information. And we got an election. Yep. In just a few months, right? Use, use it. Use, use it. it. Take this with you into the voting booth. 
I met a, a couple or as a family, I was at a community event um, this past weekend for folks just, just, it was a, it was a conversation. It wasn't, it was nonpartisan. It was for folks in the community to just come out and talk about what issues were important to them. And uh, it was a small, intimate gathering, and there was a family there who just moved to Mebane from Michigan. That's a hike. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, But they love it here. Of course they do. I love it here. I love it here. This, this is yeah. home, right? And and they were just talking about how uh, they, they have a, a daughter um, who's getting ready to join public schools. Okay. And they are concerned, rightfully so. Rightfully so. And so I think this conversation is for folks like them who we want to bring them up to speed. We, we want to give them the facts they need to make informed decisions in the voting booth. So shout out to Kyle, shout out to Amber, shout out to Riley, and congratulations, Riley, on, on, on your first day of school coming up. So, so that's us. That's where we are. Obviously, we don't have strong feelings about it. Zero, zero strong feelings. You know, I think one of the things that uh, frustrates me is when I look at the, the budget, which is, did I already say that it's 58% of education is 58% of the North Carolina budget itself? Mm-hmm. They fail to mention in that, that in the budget, they also did an income tax reduction. And with that, they also did a corporate income tax reduction to zero. We already were the lowest in the country at 2% or 2.5%. It wasn't good enough. And it wasn't good enough. Now we're going to do zero. So that means all the Walmarts, all these mm-hmm. industries that are coming in, all the Toyotas, any profits that they make, they pay zero taxes on. And this is going to cost our schools, our budget, $1.2 billion. Mm-hmm. So when they're with arguing that with the B, when they argue that we don't have enough money, they've designed a system so that they can, they can, so that they won't have the money. So they won't. And their, their argument is, well, we have people moving to our state and we do. You're right. Sure. We are growing. But where the fuck are they going to go to schools if we're not funding mm-hmm. these right. schools? Right. You know, my daughter is in school now, so I'm, I'm a public teacher or a public education dad. And, you know, we always... Uh, Does it hit different? It hits way different. You know, I was a product of public schools. And so when I would hear stuff like this, it still, you know, pissed me off. But then once you become a parent and you see it directly affecting your kid, my kid is in the splash program, the Spanish immersion oh, wow. program, which is about, and it's on the chopping block. It's, 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 it's on the chopping block. And so I had to take a step back too, because I felt myself getting increasingly um, frustrated with my own biases mm-hmm. because I do like, you got a dog in the my, my kid, right? But, Overall, how is this going to affect our, our county? And, you know, mm-hmm. taking this away is going to make us directly attacking on bilingualness, uh, right. on culturalness. Right. But, you know, we, we promise our kids the sky to soar. But how can we do that when their wings that they need are being clipped? And this is... Ooh, did you, did you make that? Is that, yes. is that, is that a yes. quote original? That, that, that's a good one because, you know, my daughter's a little phoenix. And I was like, man, she's going into the sky, but we're clipping the wings. And I was like, man... How is she going to be able to Quinn's do this? Quinn's a poet. Man, I, I wish That's I was. That's great. I, I love that. Um, but you're right. It, it is. It just, right. it just hurts. And it's something that I'm very passionate about. I hope everybody else is passionate about. Reach out to us if you're listening. If you have any questions, we'll send you all the articles mm-hmm. that we read, any information that, that we gather, and we'll try to put it out there for you guys. Because like Daniel said, I'm, <laughs> it was tough for me to get yeah. three hours, and I didn't watch it in three hours straight. No. You know, it was in increments. You can't do that. You're but, go crazy. Uh, the, the North Carolina General Assembly, Alamance County's Red School Board and Red County Commissioners have been devastating our public education and putting a chokehold on it mm-hmm. by design. They know what they're doing. And all I ask is for you guys not to be fooled because it's, 
It's it's really happening, and let's demand better. You deserve better, and the go vote March fifth for primary elections, and then elections in November. And and all is not bleak because next week on the podcast on the hometown holler we have Seneca Rogers, oh, member yeah. of the school board, who's going to come on and talk about some of the some some good stuff. He's 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 a really uplifting guy to be around. Yeah, I mean, he, Seneca, y'all y'all are gonna, y'all going to love it's him. It's going to be a good episode. Yeah. All right. Well, Quinn, this is a great talk. We're almost uh, hitting twenty five minutes. So I think this is a good place to clock out. And folks, we'll see you next week with uh, Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Catch you on the flip side.